and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. It is officially the very, very first episode of the new series on our podcast, which is scripted television shows. We kind of did House of the Dragon, but um, this is officially the start of the series on the main feed. We did House of the Dragon on Patreon, and it's me and my brother Raheel. Raheel, hello. Hello. And we are going to talk about The Crown. Yay. Monarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So exciting. If you follow us on the Patreon, you know that we made a lot of silly comments about the queen dying. Well, I want to point out it wasn't both of us that was all in on the queen dying. No, you weren't. You weren't like, oh, I'm so sad. I was not sad. I was respectful and restrained as I always am. Um, I don't you, know. you on the other hand, you made a lot of jokes about Philip on ice. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Um, real, were you excited to start this show? We're oh, by the way, we're not talking about the show from the beginning. <laughs> we're talking about uh, season five that just dropped this week. So we're gonna do an episode a week. We're talking about the first episode of season five. It's called mm-hmm. Queen Victoria's Syndrome. Were you excited to watch the show? I was excited. So I always forget how much I enjoy The Crown until I start watching The Crown. Um, Because it feels like homework sometimes um, Mm -hmm. because it's like so big and it's so British. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, do I do I really want to get into that again? Like my uh, history watching The Crown is I didn't watch. I started like the first season Mm -hmm. and I was like uh, one and a half episodes and I was like, fuck this. I'm not watching Mm -hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And then um, a couple of seasons passed, and then people that I know and trust told me how great it was. So I was like, "All right, let me actually give it a try." And I watched it, and I love it. And I and then I hate myself for loving it. Um, but yeah, but so like this season dropped. I didn't watch it first night or anything like that. Uh, but then I watched the first episode. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why. That's why I, I like watching this show." It's so beautifully made. The music is so good. Mm-hmm. It's just such an excellent show. It's so British, though. Do you uh, Google stuff while you're watching it? Uh, not anymore, because I think these characters we've known for a while. So, uh, like, the first couple of seasons when I was watching it, so, like, you know, remember Margaret had that guy that uh, was divorced, Captain whatever. I forget mm-hmm, what his mm-hmm. name is. Horse guy. Um, so, yeah, horse guy. So I Googled, I Googled him. Um, and then, like, when there's, like, historically, um, like, historical episodes, like the mm-hmm. like the moon episode with mm-hmm. Prince Philip. The moon landing uh, episode, yeah. Yeah, the moon landing episode. And then, I guess that was the same episode when the Kennedys showed up, right? Yes. So, like, I'll Google, like, pictures of that. Yeah. I'll see, like, oh, what was that like? Yeah. Can we just talk about that episode for a second with the Kennedys? Yes. Dexter being JFK... <laughs> Was the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. Like, I love this show so much. I think it's yeah. so good. It's fantastic. It, like, actually made me want to go to the UK, <laughs> which is weird. But, like, I really, really enjoy this show. I think the casting is always so good. And I guess maybe because we're not British, I feel mm-hmm. pretty good about, like, I'm like, oh, it looks like that person. Um, but when... Dexter showed up as John F. Kennedy. I was like, what? And he had like a <laughs> weird, a weird JFK accent too. It yeah. was so random. It was very random. And you, because like we know him as Dexter, right? And then oh, when he showed Dexter. up, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to do something amazing because he's a great actor. <laughs> but no, I was just like, what the fuck? Like his accent sucked. And then he didn't look anything like JFK. And mm-hmm. he like, I don't know what he was acting like. And then, his wife, I don't know who that actress is. Do you remember how bad she was as Jackie? I was like, what is going on? Yeah, they all talk like this. Like, they all have this, like, what is <laughs> they sounded like, they sounded like, like a somebody pretending to be like an old timey prostitute on the street, like, a, you know, in like the 1920s or something. But maybe uh, that's like how British people see Americans because this is such a British show. But I was like, that's not, I mean, We've seen Americans on other shows. This isn't, this is a caricature. What's going on? Is this a hate crime? What's going on? What am I watching? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, whatever. These sound something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really weird that Jackie O asked for a Big yeah. Mac. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the show starts with an old timey reel of classic Queen Elizabeth from the show, Claire Foy. We've got now we're on our next recast of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. everybody's new, brand new. So far, we've seen three queens, right? Three queens. It's Claire Foy, Olivia Coleman, Mm -hmm. and now the newest one is Imelda Staunton. I mean, we've only watched one episode of this set, but so far... Were you excited to see Claire Foy in the very beginning of this episode? It, uh, yeah, I was very excited because she's my favorite. She's she's my favorite character of the entire series. Like her queen is my favorite character. Yeah, she was a good one. I agree. She's my favorite one. I didn't yeah. love Olivia Coleman. Oh, I love Olivia Coleman, but yes. I think that what was really difficult from from the first from the Claire Foy seasons to the Olivia Coleman seasons was that the reason why I liked Claire Foy as Queen Elizabeth was because she was just like this very she was like a full person. She was like a mm-hmm. full person that had to do this job that she didn't really want to do. Yeah. But she was like a kind, sweet, sensitive person who was somewhat understanding of the situation. Like, even though she wasn't great to Margaret, she was still kind in mm-hmm. some way. By the time we got to the Olivia Coleman season, she was just a stone cold bitch. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know what happened. What happened in those years that you got here? You know, I think that's yeah, exactly. I, didn't love. I, yeah. I think that's exactly it. So, like, uh, the Claire Foy queen was one that I had maybe, you know, when you think about Queen Elizabeth, like she was the queen our entire lives, right? Like yeah. when when we were born, she'd been queen for like, I don't know, 30, 35 years, something like that. So she'd yeah. always been the queen. Yeah. Uh, but the Claire Foy queen was the one that I'd maybe thought about, like what was she like as like, you know, at that age, but I'd never seen it obviously yeah. because yeah. of just how that profile is like protected or whatever. So that was very exciting. Um, yeah. like the first two seasons like the first two seasons are all about i feel like they're like the more elizabeth seasons yeah um and i i really like like you know seeing her in that in that time in her life uh by the time we got to olivia coleman she became the queen elizabeth that i kind of always figured that she was you know what yeah. i mean yeah like just like the figurehead and no kind warmth. of al- no warmth a little aloof maybe yeah uh and maybe that's like what they're trying to say. Like that's just what happens when people call you queen because you are the queen and in this stupid fucking institution. But that's just happened. Yeah. That's just what happens. Yeah. Um, when I die. Mm-hmm. What's that happening? You... We got a date. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. But when I die and you do the if you're alive, uh, maybe I'll put it in my will. I don't know. And you do the like memorial slideshow for me. Of course. Can you do it in black and white and do an old timey real voiceover? I will do it. Uh, I will do it. I'll do a slideshow. <laughs> it will be in black and white, but the voiceover will be um, I Will Remember You by Sarah McLachlan because no. I'm a basic bitch. And there's going to be just because I'm lazy and you know this about <laughs> me, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be putting this together like six well, minutes this- before the slideshow is happening. While the slideshow's happening, you're gonna be adding yeah. Pictures. So I'm well. So I'm. There's probably gonna be some of those like dog pictures because I'm <laughs> gonna get it from the commercial. I'm not paying to download the actual song. I just want somebody to narrate my life in an old timey real voice. You know? What's that voice sound like? What and, kind of voice know, are we looking for? Are you looking you for know, a British accent or no, no, no? Like, like in 1985, like I don't know what that was. That was like Borat, but you know what I mean. It's that like fast talking newsreel yeah. voice from like the 1940s or whatever. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Okay, you got yeah. it. <laughs> Great. You got Great. it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Okay, so then we have we have Claire Foy getting her boat. Uh, the Queen's got a boat, guys. She loves her boat. This episode, mm-hmm. a lot of people are on boats. This episode, a lot of boat talk. Yeah, yeah. you're not a boatman. Mm-mm. I get seasick right away. The couple of times I've been on a boat, it's been great for seven minutes, and then I'm like, let's, we're done here. There's nothing else to experience here. 
Do you like roller coasters? I love roller coasters. Are you comparing both to roller coasters? <laughs> I'm saying people take Dramamine for both. So I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes people get a little queasy because of the motion. And I just wasn't sure if it was. No, the, the, the roller coaster is what, like, 90 seconds tops. Yeah. I think I can handle the 90 seconds. The boat, you're just like, okay, I'm out here now. Now what? <laughs> Am I gonna? So, oh, we're gonna eat out here. Okay, wouldn't the food have been better if we were on land? Like, what's what's better about this? I've been on boats multiple times, and I do really enjoy it. But uh, I did go on. A I've cruise. never been on a cruise. Yeah, uh, I've never been on a cruise. So I've been on a cruise, and I've been like on a. I've been on a yacht. Ooh. And uh, just for the day, I've been on yeah. a yacht in Greece. And mm-hmm. uh, it was like one of those not yachts where they also like feed you and like they drive, they like drive you, they boat you around, sail you, <laughs> boat you around. A real, a real boat person over here. <laughs> Boaty Mc, McBoatface. <laughs> so they like sail you around and then you they take you to like a spot in the ocean. And then you get to jump off the boat and you get to swim in the water. And it's pretty cool. So. That experience was amazing. Okay. The cruise, cruises are gross. They're gross. And like at some point when you're sleeping, okay, I will say the sleep during the cruise was some of the best sleep of my life. I felt like I was back in the womb. I felt like I was being lulled to sleep by like the rocking of the boat. That was the best. But do you recall being in the womb? (laughs) I just imagine that's probably what it was like. Um, (laughs) <laughs> my kids were in my womb, so I feel like I kind of get it. Um, <laughs> so, um, but being awake on a boat is not my thing. But anyway, the queen gets a boat. It's her favorite. It's her favorite house. The queen's favorite house is her boat, mm-hmm. and uh, it's her favorite residence. It's called the Britannia, and and she's getting that in her old timey reel. And she's really excited about it. And then we cut to. Uh, Imelda Stanton, Stanton as queen and she's getting a physical and you know I like it when <laughs> I like it when they show the queen doing stuff like this because I'm like hey me too that's what I look like <laughs> during my physical so. <laughs> like a 65 year old <laughs> <laughs> I like the way they cut to like the computer whoever's like writing down the yeah. The stats, they just skip over age and weight. And I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just <laughs> feel I that. Go, I go to physicals and I always say, don't tell me how much I weigh. Like as if I don't weigh myself all the time. I'm like, don't, don't tell me how much I weigh today. So I appreciated that. They do that for the queen. Yeah. But then they talk did, about it later. Yeah, I, I did feel that when the guy's like, well, as you get older. Because she's like, I didn't change anything. The mm-hmm. same activities. I'm still eating the same food. Why am I putting on weight? Well, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's just what the body does. Okay, what's up with stones? Uh, what do you mean? What's up with stones? That's how That's they how measure they... weight. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, like I know Americans get a lot of shit for like not doing the metric system. Yeah, but the fuck are stones? That's not um, a. Is that just a British thing, right? I think so. Probably like a British and Australian thing. Um, do you know, you want to take a guess as to how much one stone is in pounds? Ooh, okay, so she's, they said she weighed eight and a half stones. I'm going to say a single stone is, ooh, my math is really bad. Um, uh, I'm going to say one stone is 22 pounds. So you think in that scene, Imelda Stanton Mm -hmm. is eight stones. So she would think that she's 196 pounds. No, like 160 pounds. Oh, do I not know how to do math? (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, No, it's 14 pounds. Oh, okay. All right, Queen. What? You're that's nothing, girl. But she's you're a little fine. Lady. Of she's course. Fine. She's a teeny tiny person. How dare they body shame her for being whatever the math is of 14 times eight? <laughs> 14 times 
Okay, four times eight times ten is eighty. Four times eight is twenty. It's like a hundred and fifteen pounds. Okay, I can't believe they're shaming her for that. Yeah, it's bullshit. I did like that scene a lot because the doctor gets like familiar. You know, he's just having his bedside meeting. Gets too familiar with the queen. He's just like, "Oh, what's your favorite house?" And she's like, "That's too personal." Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that because that is what you have to do, right? Like, um, as the queen, I guess you can't let you can't have normal. Like, you know, he can't talk to her about the football game. I would, yeah. have, I, I would imagine a doctor could talk to the queen about the ponies because she really liked the ponies. Yeah, I think you could talk to her about like the horses or the dogs. Yeah. But I think that's it. I don't think yeah. you could talk about pretty much anything else with the queen. Yeah. He just, he feels so flabbergasted. He's like, oh, ma'am, I like shouldn't have overstepped or whatever. But like, I don't know. I'm like, the fear that that man had, had in his eyes was as if he was going to get beheaded because he talked to the queen about something personal. Yeah. But that's what it is, right? Do you remember when uh, Obama, uh, when uh, uh, President Obama and Michelle went to visit the queen? And just barely. She was, uh, Michelle was like curtsying mm-hmm. and she put her hand on the queen's back. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big story because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to touch the queen. Well, sounds racist to me. <laughs> Apparently nobody is. That's just silly. It's just silly. I don't know. There's a lot of rules. I remember in like the last season where poor Diana was just trying to figure out who she's supposed to curtsy and who she's supposed to meet first and who she's supposed to say hi first. They all made her feel like an idiot. And I was like, fuck this. Sounds yeah. terrible. Um. Anyway, we cut to new Prince Charles, who is played by what's his actor's name? Do you know? Dominic West. Oh my god. Can Jimmy McNulty. Okay. Jimmy McNulty from The Wire. Oh, that's right. That's where he's from. I was like, where have I seen yeah. him before? It's like the four and a half episodes of The Wire that I've watched. Um You also know him from The Affair if you watch The Affair. I did not, but I do uh the internet has told me that he plays uh men who cheat quite well. Mm-hmm. Listen, I feel like I've heard a lot that like, oh, the, you know, the actual royal family doesn't like the crown because it's like not good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like and like there was some talk about how Prince or King Charles is now worried about how the crown is going to affect his like uh, likability with the people. But I mm-hmm. feel like if I was him, I'd be so flattered because this man, Dominic West, is <clears throat> kind of hot. Kind of hot. He's very hot. I love Dominic. He's, He's Jimmy McNulty. Okay, first of all, okay, you need to stop saying that. But also, like, this man has a jawline. Like, this man has a jawline. He's got, like, normal size ears. Like, he's got lips. You know? Yeah. Very good looking man. It's almost like he's a professional actor. <laughs> so <laughs> handsome. No, but, like, the guy who played the Charles right before this one. Yeah. He was, he was like, he was like that. He had that like Adam Driver face where you're like, are you hot or are you hideous? Oh. Right? So is one of those I, faces. I, th- I thought he was good looking all the way through. No, but like so now. Should... Yeah. Well, so that kind of leads to the question, right? right? Like, how do you watch the show? Do you Are you watching the show to, um, like, as you're watching it, are you relating it to the real life person or are you just watching it as characters? Oh, it's, I love I love this question because uh, I don't know if you know, I love reality TV. Mm, I've heard. (laughs) And so to me, this feels like I'm watching reality TV sort of, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like. I feel like obviously this is not real. It's not fully real. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like a, (laughs) It's like the way I loved watching the ripped from the headlines episodes of Law and Order. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. So, oh, like, okay. we're, so it's like we're a complete we're, cartoon. Huh? What? It's like a complete cartoon to you? No, like it's not a complete cartoon. It just feels like to me that like I like when it's actually based in reality because mm-hmm. to me, I'm watching this right now, right? Like this episode, they he's um, Prince Charles is really excited because. 
the people love him. People are talking about how great he is and all this stuff, but he's a dodo bird because what he doesn't realize is actually the reason why people like him is mostly just because of Diana, because people are obsessed with Diana. And it's not so much about him being king as much as it's the idea that Diana could be the next queen of England. Right. Yeah. And so he is really, and throughout the episode, he's kind of pushing this idea of like how the queen should, there was a poll in the Sunday times and the queen should abdicate and in favor of Prince Charles. And so he can become King because the queen is out of touch and like, he's so excited for it, but he's talking about it in a way where he says like, you know, I'm somebody who understands the, I understand the role and I understand this institution and all this stuff. And it's interesting to hear him talk about how the institution is so out of touch right? Like the people who are running the institution are out of touch. So like to some degree, you think to yourself like, oh, he's kind of progressive because he thinks that we should do things better. But actually what it is, is that he so staunchly believes in the institution. He so staunchly believes in the crown that he wants the crown to be better than what it is right now. And it's interesting to think about it in the perspective in like thinking about what we know about Harry and Meghan and how they were kind of pushed out of the institution because they were so obsessed with the idea that they need to protect the crown to some degree, you know? And I don't think that that, and, and I think it's kind of understood that that push wasn't from the queen. It was more so from Prince Charles and uh, William. So it's just interesting to think about. So I I watch it thinking about that. I watch it thinking about like how the character on the TV show that just sat in the 80s is based off of a person who is existing now who has done some pretty shitty things to his son and daughter-in-law. Yeah. No, so I was saying, so like, you know, the especially the Claire Foy, Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, that made me... It made me think about the real life person in a different way, because, again, my whole life, she's just been the queen, you know, just yeah. the queen. And then, you know, when we're growing up, you look at that person and you're like, oh, wow, that's a big person, the queen of England. It's an important person in the world. And that's all you know about her. Yeah. And then as you get older, you know, you look around the world and you're like, OK, what does this institution actually mean? And I think we're both on the same uh, page with that which is it's a stupid fucking institution and it doesn't That's make right. sense and yeah um and she's the head of it um but after i watched the first season the first two seasons i did find myself empathizing with the person more with like yeah. the actual queen i don't yeah. i would never i don't think i'd ever sympathize with her because you know i i've seen too much of the world to know what like who actually deserves sympathy yeah. um and this you know the fact that this institution exists is like unbelievably unfair and like the shit that's been done in the name of this institution is unbelievably unfair so i'm not going to sympathize with her but then i'm also like well she was born into it um and you're born into it and then you do have a duty and you and i won't understand it because like our only connection with the crown is that they used to um enslave our ancestors um so um and then it it was that and then i think within our within our lifetime uh the royal family is just has just been like gossip fodder right yeah first it was diana um and then you'd hear about william and harry and all this other stuff but it was always like as gossip and you know whatever's happened in the last three years with megan and harry that's the only way that i see it i don't see any you know real value in the institution right yeah yeah um with all that said i was thinking like i don't think there's anything there's anything that they could show on the show that would make me empathize with charles the actual person like like Mm -hmm. when he was younger and he had like those fights and you know there's that 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 episode of him in wales and he gives a speech and then he's having marital troubles and i'm like oh maybe he actually did love diana and all this other stuff i'm only thinking about the character in this show real life charles to me is the guy who was getting upset about the pen when he was signing it remember that clip that you showed me like that's who he is old sausage fingers getting upset about the about the ink in the pen and that he had the wrong date and then he gets upset that he's been putting the wrong date 
Because <laughs> this man has never looked at a calendar in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, even young Charles, I never like felt sympathy for him because I was like, the only oh. time I felt bad for him was like, yeah, it, it seemed like Philip was kind of a shitty dad. And like they didn't raise their kids very gently and everybody was distant and nobody was raised by real human beings and everybody had yeah. like was sent off to boarding school and all that stuff. I, I, I get it. It's like within the context of the life that they had, they are exactly the kind of monsters that like are raised in this kind of environment. Like yeah. his brother's a fucking pedophile, like yeah. predator. So um but the world I will say the one thing that the crown did for me is when Harry and Meghan named their daughter Lilibet. I was like, <laughs> I get that. I get it because I watched the crown. Did you think it was an Easter egg? <laughs> <laughs> i was like did the crown know that they were gonna name their daughter that um yeah i loved it uh okay then let's just let's let's, let's cut to the chase okay we got a new diana here yeah buddy okay this actress her name is elizabeth de becky okay do you love her i do love her i've loved her for a while in a lot of different things Okay, you want to talk about it? <laughs> I mean, she's just she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. She was in mm-hmm. the Night Manager. She was in Widows, which is very mm-hmm. good. She was a part of, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy. She's in some Marvel movies. I think I think that's her in Guardians of the Galaxy. One of them. She was um, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, part two. Remember those gold people in the beginning? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was a head gold person, so I think she's she going to be around. Yeah, yeah. Um she was in Tenet. Um and I just noticed how tall she is. She's very tall. Very tall. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know that song, the Taylor Swift song that just came out Antihero, and she's got yeah. that dumb line of everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on a hill. I understood that line because I do think everybody is a sexy baby and I often feel like a monster on a hill. So I was talking to my friends about, this is such a tangent. I was talking to my friends about how um, my husband is perfect. <laughs> how my mm-hmm. husband is perfect. Uh, and I feel like he's perfect because he's not super tall. Like he's taller than me because I'm short. But he's okay. he's, he's my short king, right? <laughs> <laughs> and And how I feel like if he was a tall man, he would have the confidence and like douchery of a tall man. And I don't think that I would have ended up with him because he would have had, he would have been a very different person if he was a tall man existing in this world with the face that he has. It would be too perfect, too perfect, right? (laughs) And I was like saying how the downside of that is that sometimes when you're with somebody who's not super tall, you never get a chance to feel like a sexy baby. You just constantly feel like a monster, right? So I wanted to ask you that with a tall woman like Elizabeth DeBecky, yes, are you are you enticed by the idea that she could cradle you in her arms as a tall woman? Well, I don't. Uh, I don't have like that baby fetish, right? <laughs> no, um, I do I, actually be a baby. That's also not what Taylor meant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, that that Taylor Swift sexy baby, that's from Thirty Rock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a Thirty that's Rock. A sexy baby. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways, no. So I, when I say when I see uh, a, a tall, striking woman like Elizabeth mm-hmm. Becky, mm-hmm. my go-to joke is, I would love for her to post me up and dunk on me, <laughs> <laughs> like in basketball. <laughs> so I don't know where like. Where like the like the sexual stuff in there is, but I, that's what I want. I want Elizabeth Debicki to post me up and dunk on me. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, I'm like I don't know, I'm short by uh, I think regular standards, but uh, I don't really feel like the height thing really plays into my mind anymore. It does mm-hmm. a lot more when you're a kid, right? Yeah. When you're like a teenager and stuff like that. But now I just whatever. Yeah, but you're almost forty. Like you're not. That's true too. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna start. This is this is probably the peak. It's gonna this start going peak. down. For you're me. about to start shrinking, buddy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So new Diana. Do we? I I think she's doing a great job. But I just want to point something out. Okay. Yeah. I get it. That Diana used to do that doe-eyed thing. Yeah. Right. And I get it that Charles would bite his lips a lot. But I'm like, yeah. guys, tone it down. Okay. <laughs> 
I feel like with the Diana, it's like every other scene she's like head down and she's like she's like squinting, head down, right. squinting. Um, so I just feel like I'm like, I don't know, was she like that all the time? I don't think she was like that all the time, was she? I don't know. So I I, I only know Diana from like what I saw of her in yeah. the media, and that's what she that's what she was doing all the time. That's what she would do all the time. I know. How by the way, how do you think about Diana? Like, do you think about her as a person or just like, because she's like beloved, right? I cried when she died. Yeah, I cried too. We all <laughs> cried. We were we all, glued, uh, glued to the TV for like four days because of yeah. like a week because of it. I remember, I remember starting school, I guess this was what, 1997. Seven. Yeah. So starting seventh grade. And I remember going to school and being like, it's been a week since she died. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. What's wrong with me? I know because I'm a lunatic. It was my birthday weekend. <laughs> you just upset that it got ruined? Yeah, she. Uh, no, I. Uh, I think of her as a person who seemed uh, really interesting and lovely. I always like. It's weird because I only knew her mostly from like tabloids because we didn't have the internet. Like in this way, in the capacity that we have now. Um, and so you mostly just heard about her on like, when you went to the grocery store, you saw her on like every single tabloid, right? Yeah. And then of course, there was a thing about her dating a Pakistani man for a long time. Yeah. And so I feel like we always just kind of knew that stuff. The other thing we always knew was that for us, for Pakistanis, her best friend, Jemima Khan, was married to Imran Khan, who is the current what is he of Pakistan? President? Prime Minister. He's not the current Prime Minister. He's been ousted as a Prime Minister. Oh, he's Jesus. Coming, I can't he's come up. He's coming back. The man just got shot in the foot. He's fine. He walked away. Um, yeah, so that was unfortunately um, one of the, you know, you remember a lot about that weekend when Diana, or that week when Diana died, because mm-hmm. I remember like all the flowers and uh, mm-hmm. the candle and the wind and all this other stuff. One of the highlights, well, I, I should probably shouldn't call it highlights, but one of the highlights. memories I have of Jeez. the funeral uh, is obviously Diana's brother's uh, eulogy, which was mm-hmm. searing, if yeah. I recall. Yeah. Um, but also that uh, Imran Khan and Jemima were at the funeral. Yeah. And, and like, them. we're just like basic Pakistanis who are just really excited to see like <laughs> Pakistanis there. And we're like, what's one of us? Um, but yeah, I mean, I always, I knew of her as a person. I found her to be very fascinating and everything. Like when she, it was enough. I knew enough about her that when I was, I was what, 13 when she died. So like 12, I was 12 when she died. So I feel like it was enough that I was impacted to some degree. I was very sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if she had survived, well, two questions, two different scenarios. Okay. If she had survived and, you know, just thinking about rich people the way that we do now, right? It's Mm -hmm. changed a lot since Mm -hmm. 1997 to now. How do you think Diana would be looked at in the world now? Well, I guess it depends on what she was doing. So let's not let's not go down that road. Let's go down the road. So you take the 1997 Diana. I think she was like 37 at that time. So yeah. and you and you move oh my God, her she was to my age. Yeah, and you move her to 2022. Mm-hmm. How is that person looked on uh, in like the Twitter age? The um, uh, the 37 year old woman. Yeah. Um, that is really interesting. I feel like it depends on the kind of Instagram presence she had. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it depends on who was doing her, who would be doing her social media. That's she's true. She's a 37 year old former royal and she is like, you know, got a really amazing social media, like say Beyonce or like, yeah. you know, um, or you just see her like occasionally at a dinner with like Adele or something. Like, I feel like she would be lovable. I think it she depends on how accessible and- she would be on social media. I think I think if she had like a healthy mix of I think landmines were her big thing, right? Landmines yeah. were her big charity. So if yeah. if she used her platform to talk about that, and then also if you know she didn't like post like bikini selfies or like swimsuit selfies or just you know show showcasing she her pool or something that. like that, she would never do that. How dare you? <laughs> I no, don't know. She, no, she would. She would be all up on the like. You know, like all of the charities. Okay, she'd be yeah. raising money for everybody. I feel like she. Yeah, would she'd be Oxfam, definitely Oxfam. 
Definitely Oxfam. <laughs> definitely like refugee organizations yeah. all over the Syrian refugee crisis. All over. Yeah. That is that would be her thing. Big thing. Besties with Angelina Jolie. Both yeah. of those two putting on their dupattas, their hijabs, going to South Asian countries, blowing yeah. our minds. We're like, look how beautiful they look in Chilamarkamis. It's getting pervy you know, uncles just sending their like marriage proposals to both of them. <laughs> One thing about South Asians is that even if you enslaved us for centuries, if your people put Chilamarkamis on, <laughs> we can have okay. a conversation. We can have a conversation. It's fine. <laughs> Um, uh, so they go. I think that's how she. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think that's how she would be remembered. And then there would be like one snarky blog that would be like, "We need to talk about Diana's privilege." And then somebody would post it on Twitter, and then it would just turn into a, a hell. I mean, about. honestly, if you want to think about what Diana would be like on social media, you can go and look at what Meghan and Harry are like on social media. Well, I think it's yeah. That's how they. That's how she would be on social media. I, I don't know if she would be received the same way because with Megan, there is um, the race. You know, I think I, yeah, exactly. And I think we all see the unfairness of the race factor, and Diana wouldn't have that. So yeah, I don't know. yeah. Do you think Diana would have a podcast? You think she'd do Bombas ads? (laughs) 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 (sighs) Anyway, Charles and Diana go on a vacation. It's called a second honeymoon. Um, It's just for the media. All of it is for the media. Charles is just the worst. He's the worst. God, he sucks. He won't let her go shopping until the kids say, no, we want to go shopping too. The relationship between the kids and Diana seems lovely. Yeah. I'm already sad about what's about to happen. I'm so sad about it. I'm so sad. So at this point, this is probably what, like 1989? No, I think it's, I think it's, I'm pretty sure this is in the 90s. I want to say like 93. Because John Major is there, right? John Major was one. And he was in the 90s. The prime minister. Give, give that a Google. When did Sarah Ferguson and what's his butt um, get divorced? I think that was like after we moved here. Yeah. Officially. Officially. But they yeah. were okay, yeah. Because how old is Harry in this? Harry's in real life. How old is he? He's, he's younger than me. Yeah. No, is he? Yeah. I think he's I younger think so. than me. I think he's 86. I have no idea how old these people are. I know William is 1980. He's uh, 82. William is 82. Yeah. So Harry is younger than me. Damn. Prince Harry is younger than me. That's bullshit. What am I doing with my life? That's true. (laughs) And you guys were born into nearly identical circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's an entire year younger than me. Oh, his birthday is almost my husband's. September 15th. Another Virgo you know, king. Megan is uh, older than Harry. Hey, you don't we have don't to be such a creep. We don't know. I that. mean, listen, listen. We talk a lot about Leonardo Di- DiCaprio and how he's <laughs> robbing the cradle. She's not week. ages older than him. Oh, my God. I have so much, guys. This is a teaser for the Monday episode. I've got some very exciting celebrity dating gossip that I want to throw at you real later. And I'm, I can't wait to hear that. Um. Yeah, Megan is Megan's forty one, and Harry is thirty seven. Good for him. It's not that big of an age difference, you lunatic. Anyway, I didn't say anything. You made I, a face. You made I a face. I respect all age differences. No, <laughs> I'm on the up. I'm saying let's just be even, Steven here. Okay. Anyway, um, so the relationship with the kids is already making me sad. Uh, William is obviously very distraught. Uh, Harry's got a cute little bowl cut, a little ginger bowl cut. Those kids look very, very cute. It made me depressed. How old is uh, Megan? Uh, how old is she in this this scene? Probably this this these set of scenes. She's probably like probably like uh, early thirties. Early. She's born what nineteen sixty one. She's thirty. She was thirty seven when she died in nineteen ninety seven. So, yeah. God, God, she was so young. Anyway, you know what I loved about her vacationing 
with her kids is that Princess Diana listened to Mariah Carey. Where when did that happen? She's sitting on the she's on the boat and she's listening to Emotions by Mariah Carey. I did not pick that up. Of course not, because you are a hater. You don't love Mariah the way I do. <clears throat> anyway, I really appreciated that. Um she seems like she's having a great time and it seems like uh, Charles just Charles just is just such a fucking killjoy. God, I hate him. I hate him so much. I hate him because here's the thing. Here's the problem. It just is like he is so proper and so quiet and calm that that kind of shit is makes women feel and look crazy. And that's the stuff that makes me mad more than anything, you know? So are you talking about Charles a character or Charles a person or both? I'm saying it's all the same person. Okay. But in this situation, that's like Charles the character of the character that we've gotten to know so far on the show. And then also what we know of him as a real person. Sausage finger, can't remember the date motherfucker. And I just hate him so much. I hate him the most. Um, but I also hate him because he's such a fucking loser. He's so excited about the stupid poll by the Sunday Times. He can't wait to throw it in his mom's face. God. I was going to ask you a question on the other side of that. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> as a mother, let's say you're the queen <laughs> and you're in this position. You're uh-huh. 65. Your kid's what? 45 probably? Charles? Whatever. Dad? Yeah. Whatever. Mid forties, right? Mm-hmm. And he's all excited. You know he wants to be king. Mm-hmm. Are you stepping aside for your kid, for for uh, King Charles or Prince Charles? The thing is, we've learned in episode or in season four, she doesn't like her kids. She does not like Prince Charles at all. And she doesn't think he's a great person. Yeah, like she knows that about her son. So it's like, if my son was a piece of shit, you know, it's like we talked about in House of the Dragon. It's like Allison knows that Aegon is a piece of shit, right? So it's like, just because he's your son doesn't mean that you should, like, do this thing for your son. I really think, like, sometimes watching the show, I think to myself, like, maybe maybe she stuck it out because she was like, maybe the world will only need to deal with Charles for a little while and then William will take over. You know? Do you think maybe she was also, you know, you take pride in the position that you have. Maybe she really liked being queen. Like she was like, I took this job when I was 26. Nobody's going to tell me when to quit. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go all the way. Well, you know, your job becomes your identity when your identity is your job. So maybe. Well, I mean, but it's not a regular job. It's not like she's a system analyst. (laughs) No, I'm saying like, listen, like my mother-in-law, when we got, when I first got married, you know, like I didn't understand why she was so territorial about the kitchen, but now I understand it because that's like a big part of who she is. She cooks a lot and she loves to feed people. And she felt like yeah. a person coming in and taking over that was like taking away, you know, her identity or her role in the family. And so I feel like, you know, what what are you supposed to do when you're in that situation? Plus, again, she does not like him. She does yeah. not think her son is good enough. Like she thinks he's a fucking idiot. So that's one. But then also I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing though, Elizabeth, Lilibet. Let me call you Lilibet. Can I call you Lilibet? You can't ask the government to pay for like an $18 million renovation to your silly little boat. Yeah. That's crazy. I was going to ask. So that is, you know, I think in today's, I think we would both agree that that is not just irresponsible. It's like cruel. Um, in the middle of yeah well in the middle of like uh what he describes as an economic downturn i think or like a depression so john major describes that to take 18 million dollars for a luxury vessel um it's that is cruel you know it's it's not okay um yeah so fuck the royals yeah, and then her for her to be like, well, I've been really nice and I never ask for anything. And the reason yeah. I don't ask for anything is because when I ask, I should just get it. Like, that's not how it works. That's crazy. That's <laughs> the unbelievable. Thing is, the thing like, is, the entire the entire institution 
is crazy like that, right? So, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about eighteen million dollars to fix her luxury yacht. Pounds, right? yeah. Pounds. Oh, sorry. But then you also look at the cost of okay, like she has a dresser, somebody who takes out her clothes. Yeah. Right? Like the cost of maintaining that palace and all this other stuff, right? So it's like, where do you draw the line? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then for her to be like, well, it's everybody got one. Everybody got a castle. Yeah. All I asked for is a boat. Oh, everyone gets a castle on land. You have a house in the water. You have a house on water. And you're like, this should be sustainable. What's the problem? Yeah. It would be amazing if... If they, if like starting episode two, the uh, she switches her accent to the way that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody got a castle. Um, we briefly met a new Queen Anne who is checking out a new horse guy. Can we just talk about her hair for a second? <laughs> yeah, it's poofy. <laughs> Because she came on initially, she had like a scarf or a hat on, but then it came off, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was a whole, it was a whole thing. But then I realized, I remembered that, that is the hair that a lot of the royals had. Like, yeah, Princess Anne had that hair for a long time. Is she still with us? I think so. All I'm right. pretty sure she is. Is it cruel for us to talk about their looks? Because I have some questions. Well, we've talked about them before. These are. <laughs> In real life, in real life, the royals are inbred motherfuckers. Okay, so I here's a, here's a, yes, like Charles, right? Charles, the entire family, including William, now, but even <laughs> Harry, right? Harry is uh, he's charming. We love, we all love Harry. I love Harry. If he was I around me, I would be goo goo gaga by Harry because I just like the guy, right? But overall, the royal family, in terms of their looks, right? Do we now? Do we associate like are they normal looking people or are they like exceptionally hideous? <laughs> yeah, and or do we just think that because there's so much in our face? Yeah, and also the enslaving. Like I think that <laughs> I think that um, I think that it's frustrating, right? It's like when we, you know, it's like the rich, pretty, pretty, pretty game that we play. It's, it's frustrating for, it's especially frustrating when somebody has this much power and attention and like uh, admiration. And this is maybe fucked up, but it's like, especially frustrating when they're like ugly. Like the reason why Diana's wedding like is so memorable or the reason why honestly, all these people are so their children are beautiful is because of the women that came into these families. Yes. Yeah. Like it's Diana, yeah. it's Megan, it's Kate, like they're gorgeous women. Right. Because the men themselves, like William, I, I still stick by the idea that the only reason why Harry is starting to grow on us also is because I think racism makes people more ugly. So I feel yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like at some point William went full, full, white supremacy institution and then the hair started going the nose got bigger the ears perked up like i feel like he got uglier the more we got to know how ugly his actions were you think that racism is corroding him from inside well i do believe that racism makes people uglier hate makes you hideous okay (laughs) so i feel like that adds to it yeah but like they're not they were never the most attractive people that's why i feel like people the royals should love the crown because at least they cast them with these like gorgeous actors and stuff this is completely uh on a tangent right but like um i asked you if you want to be held like a sexy baby by elizabeth (laughs) we're fine (laughs) um so charles and camilla and i'm sure we're gonna get a lot more camilla later on this season right yeah. But so let's say you take everything else out of it. You mm-hmm. take out, you know, like the prince part and he's married, blah, blah, blah. We're talking at this point about like a 50 year relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you now a couple being together for 50 years you usually go, oh, that's lovely to see. Mm-hmm. Do you feel any sort of warmth about the fact that they're together? Or do you only see her as Camilla, the evil and Charles the whatever. Um, 
I don't feel any warmth. Well, you're saying I need to remove the cheating? You know what? Keep the cheating because cheating happens in regular life also. Right? Yeah. But let's say if you, if you uh, keep the cheating, but then you also say, well, he was kind of forced into a marriage. Like that's who he wanted to be with all alone, but his mom didn't allow it. But then he <laughs> found his way back to his true love. Right? Well, I don't know if you know this about that's me. That's kind I- of a nice love story. Okay. I it? don't know. If- it is kind of. I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't believe in soulmates. Okay. So, I, <laughs> so I just like that part of it. I'm like, you know, people are like, well, that maybe that's his soulmate. Like that's his person. What is it like in Friends? That's his lobster. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you want to be with your lobster, then divorce your spouses, right? And I yeah. get it. Like, oh, his mom didn't let him. <laughs> like, grow up, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any sympathy for that. These are grown people, okay? These are grown people who make rules whenever they want. And I think what's also frustrating is, like, I I can't remove just the fact that, like, they just had an affair. It's like, yeah, okay, it's like a guy who's married. He can't leave his wife. And then he goes and has his affair. But then when his wife goes and does something, he ruins her life. Like, that's the problem. That's why I don't feel any, like like special feelings for Charles. Cause it's not just that he's fucking this lady. He's fucking this lady while ruining his wife's life. And we don't have to get graphic about it. <laughs> he's, he's just what do you think they're lady. doing? Playing carom board? Like they're, they're I, doing. <laughs> I, I would much rather prefer imagining them playing carom board than the other thing. Is carom board only a South Asian thing? I think it's popular only in South Asia. It's not a British thing? No, I don't think so. It seems like it seems like not a game that they would play. We literally no. take little little discs and hit them with our fingers. It's yeah. seems like a peasant's game. <laughs> it is a peasant's game. You don't need anything, you just need a board. I know. Um, okay, so the new PM uh is this man, uh John Majors. He's played by Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Who again too handsome. Too handsome to play John Majors. John Major. Major? Okay. I'm thinking yeah. about Jonathan Majors. Who's Jonathan Majors? Hello from um the uh, Oh, wait. of course, yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah. Yes. That would be some casting. <laughs> Jonathan Majors played Jonathan Majors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at pictures of John Major from the time that he was prime minister. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a, he's a dashing old white guy. He's no, not okay, hideous. Real. Johnny Lee Miller in the 90s was a heartthrob. Like, it's weird. We're not in the 90s anymore. It's like 30 years later. It's just he still has the same face, though. He still has the yeah, face but- of, like, rom-com sexy, like, thriller rom-com guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't John know Major's a I mean, you wouldn't look at John Major and go like the first thing wouldn't be he is like extremely unattractive or anything. He just looks like an old white guy, like a white executive. That's what he looks like. That could be appealing to some people. I'm sure it's appealing to a lot of people. I mean, it was appealing to enough people that he became prime minister. You know? So Yeah, but I think he you think he became prime minister because people wanted to Romantic. No, I don't think they're. I don't think. I don't think they. They wanted to bone him, but it wasn't a disqualifier. But again, I'm looking at John Major, his face. Right, this is a man, yeah. no lips. Like we're just talking about. Well, he is no, British. No, <laughs> yeah, but Jonathan, Jonathan Major. Sorry, Jonathan Lee Miller has or Johnny Lee Miller has like a very pretty mouth. So it just is weird Whoa. to me. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, he doesn't have the most luscious lips, but like he has a very distinct mouth and nose, yeah, right? So it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Call me crazy again. He's, he's too hot. He's too hot to play this guy. But I like that on The Crown every every time there's a recast, there's always a scene with like the prime minister who's talking to somebody and being like, these royals, yeah. they're crazy. The elders are delusional and the young ones, what did he say about the young ones? That they just like don't care? They don't care, yeah. They're just wild. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I uh, I really like that scene. He was actually my favorite character in episode one. I mean, you know, Diana's Diana. Yeah. But yeah. she really didn't give me a reason other than maybe being a good mom or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, like, you know how we're talking about, like, what each season is about? Mm-hmm. I hope, I'm kind of hoping that this season is about Maybe it's about like the ludicrousness of the monarchy. Maybe with like the mm-hmm. boat stuff in the beginning. I mean, I guess they've touched on that in the past also. But it would yeah. be nice for. I mean, I don't know when the show was produced or whatever, but we've gone through a lot in the last two years, right? With like income mm-hmm. inequality and all those things. It would be nice if they address it somehow. Obviously, while the show is still about the royals. So. I, I think it's I think it's pretty amazing that the very first episode of the season is literally about what happens like about the about the queen not being queen anymore and P- Charles wanting to be king. So yeah. I think it's pretty cool that that was the first episode because that's what happened, right? Um and so I don't know. I found it I found that interesting. I will say that the way that they're showing Diana on the show like if I knew nothing about Princess Diana, I'd watch this and I'd be like, "She seems kind of bratty." Yeah, not a lot of weight under there, right? Like, like not a lot of. It's just she's just kind of aloof and like um, her going up to like a serious person. Yeah, her going up to John Major and talking shit about everybody. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> would you really do that? Did you really do that? Like, that's not great. But I guess it's like who she doesn't give a shit at that point. She's like, he's been boning old Parker Bowles over there for God knows how long. <laughs> uh. <laughs> do you think if Charles became king in the 90s, let's say mm-hmm. if that if that had happened, do you think we would think of him differently? Because now we just think of him as the mama's boy with the with the pen. I mean, I think that we might have thought of him differently. I do. Yeah. I think, again, it's like we know too much about these people. Um, I think maybe there could have been some like prestige there, but it's like, bro, you're like near death. You're finally going to work for the first time in your life. Get out of here with those ears. Um, any other thoughts about this episode? No, that's it. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the next one. I also like that with Netflix, you don't get a preview of the next episode. I have no idea what's going to happen next. But I do believe I have heard that there is a there is a, a Dodie character on this season. Well, there's also the Doctor. Oh, the Doctor, the yeah, the Box Nine Doctor. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I do find every single shot that they keep like I, I like that they're focusing a lot on the paparazzi and the camera sounds. Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah, it's haunting. Womp womp, womp womp, but. Great show. Great show. Um, what, who was your favorite person? on? The, oh, you said Jonathan Major. John, John Major. Major. Johnny Lee Miller. Um, that was your favorite person on the episode. Um, you know, I kind of, I'm going to throw this one in. It was for me, because it just made me laugh. For me, it was, uh, I think his name is Jonathan Pierce. Price? Price. Price. Yeah. Who's uh, we know from Game of Thrones? Yes. Who plays uh, Prince Philip? Yes. I liked him because the queen is like doing her queenly duties. She's like, you know, doing speeches and stuff. And then he's just like rattling about in like the <laughs> the engine room. It's just like such a it's just like a a handyman dad move, you know. It's yeah. like my father in law just retired, and that's the kind of stuff he does. It's like, let me yeah, get in your there. Father- your father-in-law's looking at line items that add up to 18 million pounds. <laughs> In my house. And then, like, hiding terrible gossip about his wife. Like, I don't know. I kind of loved it. He just, it was very, it was it was cute. I think that was my favorite person on the uh, on the episode. Um, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Prince Philip's always, I, I guess he's been, like, very, overall, he's been lovable. Although the Matt Smith, Prince Philip was kind of yeah. penis. He was terrible. But he was still Matt Smith, that son of a bitch. He's so, like, charming that he wins you over. God damn. I'm like, fine. Um, 
please be an adulterous spouse. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And then the the Prince Philip in the middle is just my favorite. I love oh, that guy. God. Yeah, he was so good. I think that was my favorite. God, no, I just I can't pick my favorite Prince Philip, but I just liked him. I like this episode of him. Just everybody's like so busy doing other things that seem so like royal, and he's like tinkering about in like the furnace. Yeah, but it's not like he's he. <laughs> he literally is eating, and he's like, "What is that sound?" And he has to like go and investigate the sound. I don't know. Just find it so relatable. I liked it. Yeah, it's totally relatable. When you're on your luxury yacht, when you're on the Queen Anne, what is that called? The Britannia? Britannia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, he didn't leave it to somebody else to figure out. He went in there, he rolled up his sleeves. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) He did. Let me take a look. Yeah. Move. Get out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So there you go. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. I'll be back on Saturday to talk about Love is Blind and <laughs> Raha says it's Salt Lake City. And then really, you'll be back next week to talk about uh, a list of things that I will throw at you. Fantastic. Really, really forward to this gossip that you're going to throw at me. I can't wait. You're going to be horrified.